This morning's reading is from Psalm 46. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. for you briefly before you bring God's word to us. Father God, bless the, uh, the message that David brings to us today. Use him as a channel for your message and your peace and your instruction. And uh, we bless him to you, Lord. Okay, that's that Paul. He's working all right. Well, I don't suppose it surprises you a great deal. It sounds a bit loud. Um, I don't suppose it surprises you a great deal um, that that I chose. Well, I chose. Lord God laid on my heart this psalm for the Sunday as, um, when I was asked a couple of weeks ago uh, to come and preach. Um, and, uh, and with these days, and what we've been praying about, uh, I've just felt that we needed the encouragement of God. We need to be encouraged in his eternal word. Uh, and, uh, and, and I just want to declare, to start off with, God's word was appropriate then when it was written, and this was about 3,000 years ago when this psalm was written, uh, just as appropriate yet then as it is today, or it is today as it was then. So um, Psalm 46, and thank you, Marion, for reading it so beautifully for us. Um, I asked her to read that uh, little, I don't know, a preamble at the beginning of the psalm, 
um, about the sons of Korah. Uh, it is actually part of scripture. Um, and the sons of Korah were Levites. Uh, and they were uh, a group of Levites who were chosen by King David to lead the singing in the temple. And it was a, a, like an ordi uh, uh, um, ordinance for the years to come. And they ministered in the temple through the reigns of the kings that came after David. They ministered uh, through the times of uh, good times and the times of trouble. And um, we can read through the Old Testament, you can see how the Lord brought trouble on the people of Israel. Why? Because they turned their back upon their God. Um, and through this time of good times and difficult times, these sons of Korah, these ministers uh, of the, uh, the worship, if you like, uh, at the temple, remained there. And I, I would like to believe that through those times, albeit the, the, the people of the, uh, of the nation had turned their backs upon the Lord generally, there was still a, uh, a core of faithful, godly people, these sons of Korah, who, were able, who felt that they had to call out in the words such as we've just read in these times of struggle. Um, and uh, and I, I believe that today we are in the same situation. Uh, in the church, uh, the true church today, the church which believes in the word of God, who preaches the undiluted gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, I believe that we are today in that situation. Um, and... So uh, I do thank God for the sons of Korah who gave us this encouraging message so many thousand years ago. Uh, and um, uh, and we've, we see the increase of lawlessness. Um, we've heard from Andrew over the last four weeks as to what may be coming. Um, the ratcheting up of fear, um, which is the hallmark of the enemy of our souls. So we need to keep in our hearts and our minds that the key verse here, which I suggest is number 10, be still or cease striving or let go and know that I am God. Keep it in our minds and our hearts. And I speak to myself as much as anybody else. Uh, uh, it's not easy to be still and know that I am God. But these are the words. Now, the psalm, the psalm contains the following. Declaration of faith in God, three times. Verses 1, 7, and 11. We read of catastrophes in nature. We read of a stream of hope. We read of worldly conflicts and God's mighty interventions. And we see that challenge. Be still and know that I am God. Now the sons of Korah, in what I believe was probably written at the time of oppression for them, 
they started with a clear declaration. They, they spoke into the heavenly realms. Um, the word, words are powerful. Used to be sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will... I can't remember how it finished now. Will maybe hurt me. Well, I think we can compre comprehensively say that's not true. Words have power. Um, and remember, and we were reminded earlier on in the service, Jesus said when he was being tempted by Satan, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we can join these sons of Korah and say, God is our refuge and an ever-present help in trouble. We speak it into the heavenly realms. It's a declaration to the powers and authorities of the heavenly realms. So you say, well, can we say this? Can we say this into the, into the heavenly realms to before the powers and authorities? Well, we certainly can. We've just shared communion together. Very precious. Remember that what we did, we, were, uh, we did this act of sharing together in the body and the blood of Christ, the living God. We're, we've been invited and the way has been opened for us to come into that uh, well, it's an inheritance in Christ. Um, so we have that authority, if I, may, uh, uh, if I may use that word, of declaring that God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in trouble. Um, Paul said to the Galatians, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So with Christ in us, we can make this declaration with confidence. By faith in Christ, we are raised up. We are rise, raised up to seat, sit with him in heavenly places. So we can, we can be confident that God is our refuge and our strength. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We read this in, Rome, in um, Proverbs chapter 18. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. So we have the word of God who we can, we can speak into the heavenly realms. Then moving on to verse, verses 2 and 3, we have a picture of the upheavals in nature. Um, We've talked a lot about it recently. We've heard about it, all these things that are going on, even, you know, last two years of pandemic. Um, the, 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 the Psalms include clear prophetic elements in them. So, it, it, so the, clearly there was a prof prophetic within the, this Psalm uh, as the uh, sons of Korah wrote it. Um, three weeks ago, Andrew reminded us that uh, there, are, there will be signs in nature which can be expected as we approach the second coming of Christ. In Luke chapter 21, we read there will be signs in the sun, moon and stars, on the earth, nations 
will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossings of the sea. Verse 2 starts, therefore. Always important to think about this therefore word. Well, it starts, therefore. God is our refuge and strength. We have confidence in saying that. Therefore, we will not fear. As I said earlier, the fear, fear is the work of our enemy of our souls. Remember, our faith is in the one who made the heavens and the earth, the mountains and the seas, the one who stilled the storm with a word. Then we go on to read, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Now, I, I, I wondered to myself uh, about this, about the city of God. But we read here, she will not fall, and God will help her. So it can't be heaven itself. I believe it is the church, the true church of God, the believing church of God. And the river is the covenant of God's grace, and the streams are the streams of the Holy Spirit making glad the city of God, his church. Now there's a bit of a picture of this in Jesus' words in, in John chapter 7. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Jesus said, I will build my church. Even when these earthly events come upon us, God is with us because we are the body of Christ. He will help us just at the right time. And I believe there's a message, an important message here for the church, for ourselves especially in these last days. And it's all about standing together. We're strong standing together. We help each other. We can encourage one another, hold each other up. This is the importance. This is the value of church. This is why the Lord has created this, um, uh, what say, this um, body, if you like, of people, of believers in Jesus Christ. And then we come in verse 6 to uh, uh, and we read nations are in uproar kingdoms fall he lifts his voice the earth melts the Lord Almighty is with us the God of Jacob is our fortress well it's very relevant these days as we our minds are so much on Eastern Europe what is the source of all wars what's the source it's rebellion against God. It's the selfishness of and pride of mankind. It's often hard to understand the sufferings which come upon nations and peoples. We've seen it, of course, over the years in Syria, and now we see it in Ukraine, and of course there are many other places. I ask myself, 
how does the creator, our creator, the creator of the universe, get the attention of mankind? Mankind so readily turns away and has, it's turned away from God. How does he get the intention of mankind? He lifts his voice. Psalm 29, we read, The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The, the voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. Are we asking for understanding when disasters come upon the earth? When we have a pandemic? When we have wars going on? not very far away from us, when we have um, these comments about is it going to be nuclear or is it not going to be nuclear, World War Three, etc., etc. Are we asking for understanding from God about what's happening in the world? How do we pray about these situations? If we don't have that understanding from God, are we praying in the right way? Because if we actually pray which isn't in in line with God's purposes it's a pretty fruitless exercise but we know that the time will come maybe quite soon when Christ returns and brings all these conflicts to an end all the conflicts which come together as we've heard from Andrew in the wars of Gog and Magog the battle of Armageddon time will come we read here, he makes, God makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow, the bow and shatters the spears. He burns the shields with fire. So we come to the key verse, that's verse 10. Be still, or cease striving, and know that I am God. Why should we be still and know that, we, that he is God? Well, I've got five points well, I don't have to remind you, and I'm sure many of us are that, this frenetic life that we lead. Uh, information overload, things coming from every which direction. Um, so life is overly busy, uh, and it's, it's so easy to be taken in by these, be, be flooded, be over, be almost sort of be, uh, feel... Um, overrun by all these things and information and ideas that are coming from every which way. Um, uh, and we do need just to be still and let God into the busyness of our lives. We so easily get caught up in our own agendas. We get fearful, we get worried, we get stressed, we get, well, we get afraid. Remember, on Mount Horeb, God spoke to Elijah in a gentle whisper. I suggest that God's people these days uh, shouldn't need the clamors of nature to hear God. Then secondly, and let's not kid ourselves, 
there is an ongoing uh, battle in the heavenly realms. There's a battle for the souls of mankind. We have a very real Satan who wants to divert us from God's ways. He is seeking all the way to, to pull us away from what God wants for us. Remember Jesus' words, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. And then there's another picture in the New Testament. Um, remember, in the middle of the storm, middle of the lake, a storm comes up. Sudden storm rages. Jesus is asleep at the back of the boat. The disciples, in great alarm, wake him up. And Jesus calms the storm. And then says to his disciples, do you remember the words that he used? Oh, you of little faith. Wasn't that a bit of a rebuke? Now, what I find interesting in that particular passage was that um, it comes in all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It comes immediately before the occasion when Jesus land, where they land on uh, the shore of the lake and uh, they come in front of Jesus, comes before this madman, this Gadarene. Um, and I wonder whether that storm, and it was a sudden unexpected storm, don't forget the, 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 these were ex-fishermen who were taking him out, and they, they, they uh, knew what they were doing on the lake, but it was very sudden and intense. I suggest that might have been Satan trying to thwart the purposes of Jesus to come against those demons that he cast out in that Gadarene man. Maybe the disciples should have known that the one who was in the boat with him was the one who is the giver of life and the taker away of life for whom all things are possible um, and uh, nothing is hidden from him. Maybe they should have known that. With him in the boat, they were really quite safe. And I ask myself, is Jesus in my boat? Is he in your boat? Is Jesus in our boat? Then fourthly, be still and know. The word doesn't say think. It says know. This is not a philosophy, a product of our intelligence, nor of the mind. It's a matter of heart. It's a matter of conviction. There's no way that relative thinking, I'm better than this, I'm better than that, or this is not as bad as that, or maybe this rather than that, there's no way that relativity, if you like, this sort of relativity will stand in the days to come. It's the truth, the absolute truth, and if I may use the legal expression, nothing but the truth. But it is the truth, and we need to stand on the truth. Know that I am God. Then lastly, God says, 
in the psalm, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. However the world may look from our human perspective, we don't need to fear because Jesus is returning and he will be exalted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The psalm ends with the, the, the third statement of faith. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And from our position in Christ, knowing our God, we can confidently, we can confidently say, the Lord Almighty, the maker of the heavens and the earth, is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. May God help each one of us to draw on this truth, whatever comes upon us in the days and years to come. And may the light of Christ in us be a beacon to all around us. Let me close with prayer. Almighty God, we do bow humbly before you. Father, we're so conscious of our frailties. We're so conscious of, uh, of our inability to grasp your wonder and your truth. But help us, we pray, Lord, today, tomorrow, and the days to come, to be able to draw on that absolute truth. The Lord our God is with us and in us, and he has the future in his hands. Lord, help us to be strong and effective in your service, we pray. For in the name of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.